Before I begin, I would like to take this um, opportunity on a public forum to express a tremendous shevach v'hidoyo, thanks and praise to Hashem for a tremendous miracle that we experienced yesterday in our family. Um, our son, Meir Simcha, who is almost 16 years old and is a student in the yeshiva here, um, was riding on his bike on the way back from going to mikveh in the morning. Um, and he was hit by a car going at a significant speed um, with a tremendous impact, thrown many, many feet in the air, landed on the pavement, um, was rushed to the hospital, and Baruch Hashem um, had miraculously no, no breaks at all, and just uh, different bruises and cuts throughout his body with some stitches. But um, according to all accounts, totally miraculous how he was able to walk out of that um, and we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for his <coughs> constant nisim, his miracles, every day, and his protection. And Hashem should help that we should be able to serve him properly, and that he should continue his protection on us, as well as on all of Kal Yisrael, always in his, in his beautiful and loving ways. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Baha um, a Parsha that's full of very fascinating stories and themes. Um, I want to share one idea that I've shared many times in the past, but a very beautiful idea that I've, I heard myself from Rabbi Herschel Schusterman of Ashalom, who was the Rav of the Chabad community in Chicago for probably about, around 40 years. Passed away, I was I think 16 or 17 years ago. And I heard this from him by his Shabbos speech in shul maybe 18 or 19 years ago. I believe it was the last Shabbos that he spoke in the shul before he resigned at the time. Um, and he, he gave a look at this week's Parsha Baha'u'llah. And there's a number of different stories, as we'll mention shortly. But smack in the middle of the Parsha, we have a piece about the way Klal Yisrael would travel when they were in the desert. Um, the Pasik says, it's, the Peric, it's by Revi, by the fourth section of the Parsha, Perik Tes, Pasik Tes Vav. And it says that the day that the Mishkan was built, so the heavenly cloud came to rest on top of the Mishkan. Um, and that's the way it always was, that the cloud was there. But when they would have to travel, the, 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 the cloud <coughs> would raise up, that was their their uh, signal that it's time to travel, the cloud would pick itself up and move upward. And then it says, Al pi Hashem Yisu B'nei Yisrael Val pi Hashem Yachanu. It was by the word of Hashem that they traveled, then by the word of Hashem that they, um, that they would stop and encamp because they followed the cloud. So if the, when the cloud picked itself up from on top of the Mishkan, they knew it was time to travel. And then they followed the cloud. And then when the cloud would stop, they knew it was time to stop. And that's when the, they would uh, make their encampment. And this is how Kali Yisrael traveled and stopped throughout the 40 years that they were in the desert. And the Pasuk finishes again, Al-Pi Hashem Yachanu, Al-Pi Hashem Yiso, by the mouth of Hashem that they encamped, by the mouth of Hashem they traveled. Now, this section is, is very, seemingly very out of place in, in this Parsha. Um, again, the words, the Parsha begin with, in the day that the Mishkan was uh, built, so the cloud came to rest and so on, that happened way back in the Chumash, when the Mishkan was put up. That was in last Chumash, Parsha Sav and Parsha Shmini. Um, and suddenly here in the middle of the stories of Baal Eishah, we have this Parsha, this section about the way that they travel and the cloud coming up and the cloud coming down. 
and with this reoccurring thing that they travel always according to Hashem's command. So Rabbi Shusman asked, what is this doing in the middle of this parsha, Parshas Baha'u'llah? And he responded in a very beautiful and original way. He says, if you look at this week's parsha, there's a tremendous amount of, of tainus or complaints that are going on, both positive and negative, in this week's parsha. Um, very quickly to mention a few. So the parsha is called Baha'u'llah. It starts with the mitzvah that Aaron Akoyin should kindle the menorah. And Rashi says right at the beginning of the parsha that why do we have, why does the parsha begin with the with the parsha of the menorah? It says because when Aaron in the previous parsha, all of the nesim, all of the uh, princes of all the tribes brought korbanos, but the tribe of Aaron, the tribe of Levi, that is, was not part of it because it was the twelve tribes minus the tribe of Levi, and therefore Aaron felt bad. Why is it that they have the ability to bring this korbanos and I don't? And that's why Hashem comes to the beginning of the parsha and says, Aaron, don't worry, you have the menorah. The menorah, in a sense, is even greater than all of the other um, korbanes. And therefore, you have the myth of kindling the menorah, and that was the way to pacify Aaron. So the parsha starts off with Aaron's complaint, so to speak, or feeling bad that he's missing out on the korbanes of the Nisim. Um, a little bit later in the parsha, we have the very interesting story of Pesach Sheni, and that is when the, when the Yidin are in the desert, and Hashem gives them the mitzvah of bringing the carbon Pesach for the second time, because the first carbon Pesach they brought was in Mitzrayim, on the day of, of Yisias Mitzrayim. But now it's a year later, and Hashem gives them the mitzvah, but now we have the people who are impure and are not able to bring the carbon, and they come to Moshe Rabbeinu, and they say, Lama Nigora, why should we miss out on this mitzvah? And Moshe goes back to Hashem, and Hashem says, they're right, and therefore we'll give them a second opportunity. And he gives them, one month later, on the 14th of year, the opportunity to bring the second carbon Pesach. So, that's the whole section of the Parsha. So again, it's about people who have some level of complaint, or the, they're, they're upset. After all, why? it's not fear that we are, we are impure and are not able to bring that carbon. So that's the, that's the other part. That's another, a second complaint, if you will, in the Parsha. When we go further in the Parsha, we have more negative complaints. And here we have, um, <coughs> we have after Shishi, that the Jewish people were complainers, um, and they were saying that, you know, we travel so much, so difficult, and uh, the day after day of traveling is difficult, and then they're, 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 they're punished for it, as the Pasuk tells us. Then we have a little bit later, we have the people who are called the Misavim, that they have this, this, uh, Gluttony, and they're they're crying why why we don't have food, why we have to eat just mun, we don't have regular foods, and that becomes a big issue in the parsha. Then we have a little bit later where Moshe Rabbeinu is complaining to Hashem, and he says, "Why did you give me this nation to take care of? They've, they've been so difficult. Lama hari you made it difficult for your servant. Lama why haven't I found favor in your eyes and you put the burden of this entire nation on, upon me? So Meshur Rabbeinu is complaining. Then we have, um, Hashem tells Meshur to gather 70 um, elders and they're going to be helpful to Meshur. <coughs> and we have a whole story of that there's two extras somehow and those two extras end up in the, in the, in the camp and they're prophesizing <coughs> and they prophesize about the death of Meshur. And Yehoshua comes to Moshe and says, let's put them to death. And Moshe says, no, there's this whole thing about them. And finally, the Pasha finishes with the, 
with the famous story of Miriam and Aaron, who take on Moshe Rabbeinu and they tell him why did he divorce his wife? Um, you know, Moshe separated or divorced his wife Tzipira, um because of Moshe's you know status of being always involved with Hashem. But Aaron and Miriam were not able to understand that, and they they complained to Moshe Rabbeinu and say it's not right. And Hashem comes down on Moshe's side, and, and Miriam is punished. And that's really how the parsha ends. So, the, so Rabbi Shusterman said, then it's just an amazing parsha where you have time after time that people are unhappy with the situation. Again, for positive reasons, like Aaron Akain was unhappy that he couldn't bring the korbanos, so the Jewish people who couldn't bring, who were impure, couldn't bring the korban pesach. Um, and neg- for negative reasons, when they didn't have the food that they wanted, or they felt that they traveled too much, um, or Miriam Akain being un- unhappy with the. I'm sorry, Aaron and Miriam being unhappy with Meshur Rabbeinu's behavior. People are constantly unhappy. <coughs> so what's the answer to people when they're unhappy? And many times in life, we have reasons where we feel that we were shortchanged. Uh, things could have been different, should have been different. We would have wanted them to be different. So the answer, to answer that question, he said an interesting story. He said that one time there was a person who came to a Rebbe and he was complaining, and they said, you know, this is not working out well, and this is not working out well, and the other area that I thought, and I put in so much effort, and so on. He went through different things of health and family and, and monetary issues, and he, had, he was full of difficulties and complaints. And after he finished, so the Rebbe asked him, you know what, can you please bring me a cup of water? He brings him a cup of water, the Rebbe makes the bracha and drinks the water. And the person is waiting to hear his response. And the Rebbe says, okay, you know, thank you. And he you know, signals that they're finished. And the person is, is, is uh, surprised. He says, but what, what about all my, my questions, my complaints? And the Rebbe said, I answered you. He says, you answered me, you just drank a cup of water. So the Rebbe says, well, did you listen to the bracha that I made before I drank the cup of water? I said, Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, Elokeinu the God of the world, Shehakol Nihiyah those three words, Shaakol Niyabid very means that everything comes to pass, everything comes to be by His Word. Every time we wake up Bracha, we remind ourselves that nothing happens on its own. And that whatever happens, we may understand it more, we may understand it less. But whatever happens, Nihiyabidvari, nothing has a mind of its own, nothing has an ability of its own. There's a director, and that's Hashem who's behind whatever happens to us. <clears throat> and when we remind ourselves of that, then complaints and feelings of being shortchanged and feelings of it could have been different, it should have been different, I would have wanted it to be different, should pale away. Because how significant is our thinking and our feelings of what should or shouldn't be in relation to the master of the world, the creator, who has everything in mind and is working things out in a way that's way beyond what we can ever comprehend. And therefore the Rebbe tells the Chassid, when I said, Bidvari, that was my answer. True, this is difficult, and that's difficult, and we daven that things should be better. But we have to remember where it comes from, who made it be, and therefore to accept it and understand there's something greater than my understanding in what happens with me and around me. Said Rabbi Shusterman, perhaps that's why in the middle of this week's Parsha, right in the middle of all of these complaints and all of these uh, uh, stories of people who feel shortchanged and people who feel unhappy because of the circumstances or because of what happened. So Hashem puts in that parsha that talks about how the Yidin traveled in the Midbar. And it says 
I think three times the Pasuk says, Al pi Hashem Yachanu, Al pi Hashem Yiso. It's by the mouth of Hashem that we travel. It's by the mouth of Hashem that we encamp throughout life. There are times when we travel. There are times when we have to move around more than we would have liked. We would like to be more stationary. There are times when we're more stationary, we would rather travel. We have to remember whatever happens is Al pi Hashem. And if it's Al pi Hashem, then there's no place, there's no room for these types of feelings and complaints and, um, and different types of, uh, of anger or disappointment. Because when we feel them, we just have to remind ourselves, Shahakul, Nihiyah, Bidvari, how everything comes from Hashem. A good chance.